Chapter 22 Year 874 PXF Spring Talon awoke face down on the familiar boulder beside the spring, clothes damp but not soaking as they would be if he had just emerged from the water. His eyes opened upon a tiny version of a full-grown tree, the sapling he had seen sprout so many years ago. The weak spring sun did little to warm his bones, but managed to do even less to warm the cold void in his spirit. Consciousness also brought an aching, itching burn to his hands, which he had to steel himself to look at. Horribly scarred, covered with just the thinnest layer of skin and mottled tissue, his hands barely seemed like they were his. He flexed his fingers to see if they would move at all, and while weak and stiff, they shakingly obeyed his basic commands. Talon could only hope that he could ever use them in battle again. The vermilion blade was nowhere to be seen. Talon sat up and looked to the sky, the spring, and the verdant forest around him, and said only, Thank you. Talon Kuovermain is dead, and a new man must now walk his paths and wear his scars. The conjoined aspects of Kaspharian spoke with a finality that brokered no discussion. While using similar words to Lachlan, the deity's pronouncement was far more profound, the implications of which Talon did not still fully understand. The last chain binding you to darkness is gone, and the cursed blade has no hold over you, but not without cost and consequence. He looked inward to where the black chain that shackled him to the darkness had always been and recognized its absence. It was odd for it to be missing. Does one mourn when a part of themselves since birth is shorn away, even if it is a hated part? The void in his spirit he felt upon awakening was not just for what had occurred at the keep, but also for his freedom from the chain. He scrambled to the water's edge and gazed at his reflection in the spring looking for something profound, a physical manifestation of the change he felt and knew was real. But Talon's same face looked back. Peering into Talon's eyes, captured on the surface of the spring, he knew that his old name was no longer his, that it did not fit who he was now, and that the chains of his history no longer bound him. Kasfarian's voice continued, You are without a noble name or house. And wear the form and face of a known oathbreaker, traitor, and proclaimed coward. I can hide you from magics that may try to find you. But your physical presence you must conceal on your own if you are to survive. But I will not send my champion weaponless into this world. Draw forth the tree from the boulder you and Riken discovered your love upon. Not fully understanding, he wrapped his hand around the tiny tree trunk that perfectly fit his damaged hand. He pulled gently upon the small plant, and then more forcefully, biting back the agony it caused in his ruined appendage. It came free and revealed a sickle, blade grafted onto the roots and trunk of the tiny tree. As he held it, he felt his senses awaken to every living thing around him, feeling them and seeing through them as if they were an extension of himself. Hanging from a loop of vine entangled with the sickle 
was a seed much like an acorn. He placed the pendant around his neck and could feel its magic cloak conceal him. Your place on the moral thaw, the great world tree, is yours to decide. Whether that is to be bark or thorn, root or leaf, remains to be seen. My gifts that you have already received, both boon and bane, are all I can offer you. However, another, as ancient as I, has hidden what was your true birthright in your path. It lies in the place Talon knew as home. The man who once was Talon knew he had saved only himself. His own chains to darkness were shattered, but others still existed or had been newly forged by his father's designs. And while the Vermilion Blade was nowhere near, he somehow knew it had escaped from Kasfarian Spring and still moved through the world. In answer to himself as much to the deity, he stood at the edge of the spring, shoulders straight, sickle in hand. I shall be a thorn, as it both protects the tree and injures its foes. He rolled the word around in his mind before declaring, My name is Thorn. Thorn could not tell if Kasfarian was satisfied with his choice, but for once, perhaps the first time in his life, he did not care about any other's opinions or expectations of him, even a god's. Thorn stood in confident solitude on the boulder that had driven so much of his previous life, Talon's life. But now it was Thorn's choice if it would guide it any longer. <laughs>